Arrest that woman! <laughs> Quaid. Cut. Get ready for a surprise. We can't let him run around. He knows too much. They've got your bug. I get a lock. There! And the bug's in your skull. Take this thing out of the case and stick it up your nose. Don't worry, it's self-guiding. Got him. I lost him. You got a lot of nerve showing your face around here. Look who's talking. You erased your identity and implanted a new one. If I'm not me, who the hell am I? He's got a hologram! Welcome to Johnny Cab. Drive! Where can I take you tonight? Please fasten your seatbelt. I want Quaid delivered alive for reimplantation. That's for making me come to Mars. You wouldn't hurt me. After all, we're married. Consider that a divorce. You enjoyed the ride. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Oh, there it is. Oh, and we're rolling. Hi, everyone. That was just me venting my frustration at myself. Because I'm pissed at myself. And we're all mad at you too, Justin. Oh, well, so it's great. <laughs> Glad we're all on the same fucking page. Dicks. You're mm-hmm. all assholes, and I'm the king of the assholes. There you well, Hey, <laughs> yeah. you're the king. I'm the king of the you're, assholes. <laughs> you're the king. That is something to hang your hat on right it's there. It's midnight in asshole town, and I <laughs> am its lord. <laughs> That's that's what everyone wants right there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what you call a resume builder. <laughs> oh shit. Hello everybody. Um and a rare uh a rare topical sushi jackknife. We we told you last week we would talk about a film tonight. And we're going to do that. Yeah. But, but Nathan just told me he had something else he wanted to yeah. tell me first. Well, it, so you're going to lose your title. Oh, that's what this is. I'm not going to be the the lord of the assholes anymore. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. God damn it! So I think I'm I'm going to have to introduce a segment. Okay. To our podcast, just regularly. Oh, please do. Yeah. I'll just shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Just shut up. Um. So my wife was on Facebook today, trying to find out information about our local school district. Yes. So she went onto the school district Facebook page uh-huh. <laughs> and like everywhere else on Facebook, 
Twitter, social media in general. It's a cesspool of morons. <laughs> um, so there was a, a woman who was say was asking what the uniform policy is going to be yeah. this year because she doesn't know that she has enough money right now to buy uniforms for all her kids. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, you think it's fair enough. Okay, it started fair enough? Mm-hmm. Okay. You think that's fair enough. Uh, she, of course, did nothing wrong here. But Blake Alex. <laughs> Calling him out. Calling him out by Calling name. Calling him out. Blake Alex. Blake, this you're getting fucking grilled tonight. Uh, replied to her comment saying, then you shouldn't have had kids. Oh. Get another job. How are you supposed to die for your kids but can't buy them clothes? Spelled C-L-O-S-E. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cloths. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why license should be required to have kids. What the fuck is this guy going on about? Who oh, asked him? We're not done yet. Oh, Christ. Okay. <laughs> All right. Jesus. So, uh, Candace here made the mistake of engaging with Blake Alex. Candace is now, the first person? That's no, like, no. This is a, a completely unrelated oh, person. Separate person. Third person. Now, okay. the thing that we all know nowadays is you don't engage with the idiots. No. Let the idiots scream their nonsense into the ether. (laughs) (laughs) And eventually they'll, they'll tire out. It's like letting your kid run around in circles. That's right. (laughs) You're like, I should stop him. But eventually he's just going to be tired and stop on his own. (laughs) That, you you got to let Blake Alex just run around in circles. Yeah, run around, Blake. <laughs> so Candace says there should be a law against thinking you're better than the next person. Oh. To him. Yeah, good one, Candace. I'm with you. No, uh, not a law, but, you know, just don't be a dick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so Blake, ever the, the lovely person, replies, <laughs> there should be a law that doesn't let people have kids that can't afford them. Oh my no God. one makes you have kids. It's a choice. Get two jobs and die for your kids or don't have them. What the fuck? Okay. He's really into dying for kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so Candace says, it's okay. I know history has made you really believe that you are better. I'm here to tell you that you are not. You're worse. And he, he had, well, I think maybe the best comeback I've ever heard or seen. Okay. Go jump off a building. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, let me read it exactly how he wrote it. Go jump off building. Oh, my God. This Go guy, jump off building? This guy's clearly a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, so we'll fast forward to the end of his argument here. Okay. Should have saved money. She should have saved money. Go find a job at Cro- Walmart, Kroger, and prostitution if you have to. Oh, my God. What a fucking dickhead. Yeah, and use the wrong two. Oh, T-O-O? Yeah, T-O-O. Those kids deserve the basics and clothes is included. Do not have kids if you can't afford them. Stop making excuses for people who have kids and can't afford them even during a pandemic. I'm tired of parents and their excuses. Also, you can give them up for adoption if you can't take care of them. Oh, come on. This is what I would like to ask Blake Alex. Hopefully he's listening. I doubt it, but hopefully. Um, If this woman 
needs you to come watch her children for free so she can become a prostitute. Are you okay with that? <laughs> Do you offer free prostitution babysitting services? What I want. To know. Uh, that seems like a that's a good charitable cause, mm-hmm. right there. You know, if you're going to be, you know, giving great advice, I think you should take it one step further and just offer to babysit every prostitute's child. <laughs> You could, uh, you could, you could even have like a, you know, a place where you did that or something specifically yeah. that, you know, whore, whore babies. That's just horrible. a prostitution daycare. That's bad. I shouldn't say whore babies. Um, no, because the babies I, aren't. Uh, <laughs> well, also, whore is such a horrible term. That's just a. That's true. It's a rough term. Um, but you know, that that would that would draw the wrong crowd if you named your business. <laughs> It would. It certainly would. <laughs> That's not. You don't want people coming to that. Wait. Now I'm the king of the assholes again. Yay! Mm-hmm. Yay! You beat Blake. Yay! I, <laughs> I started horror babies. I'm the king anyway, of the assholes. <laughs> I just. I just wanted to take a minute to tell Blake. Shut up. Go fuck just yourself, Blake. We don't even oh, know if he up. has kids. What does he know? What does he know? Yeah. How weird would it be if he didn't have kids and he's just on Facebook going to the school district website <laughs> to argue with people. Yeah, he's just a he's just a judgy dickhead. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I, Fuck you, Blake. It must be miserable to know that much. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, he had what, all, yeah. He had all the solutions, you know. This woman is asking a very reasonable question and it it is a strange time. A lot of, you know, I mean like Come on, you know, I, she probably can't afford it because she probably lost her gig because the fucking the world is on fire. Come on. Yeah. Have well, else, not to mention, you know, I'm going to go ahead and just say that school clothes, not being able to afford those isn't neglecting your child's no, needs. No, it's not because that's <laughs> extra clothes. They, they have regular clothes. You're right. They're not. Well, to be fair, we don't know. Well, we don't know. We don't know for sure. These might be nude children, and I don't really know. (laughs) Kids grow fast. You and I know that. Yeah. And and they need new clothes all the goddamn time. So, you know, that's five kids is a lot of clothes. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, um, I I had my guess of who this type of person was yeah. before this start. Cause there's, there's two camps that would argue with someone saying they need something. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And there's the ultra right. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then there's the ultra, ultra, ultra left. Oh, um, okay. Like, like not, not like the, the, I am, you know, for, you know, welfare and things like that left. Like yeah. the, Far, far, far oh, left. Like, 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 like. Well, like the Alex Jones level of the left. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Blake yeah. falls yeah. in that category. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Okay. I was, I was, um, I was trying to get my wife to to reply, saying, "Yeah, I guess the only option is really to drown a couple of them." Oh shit. <laughs> Just as, uh, you know. just as a helpful suggestion. Yeah, I guess that's the only option. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that could be his other gig. He could just drown people's children for them. 
<laughs> I wonder how much that pays. Probably, I don't know. You know, we seem to not pay our essential workers a lot. So, you know, that's a pretty essential gig. So probably yeah. not a lot. <laughs> By the way, I know we have a movie to talk about, but essential workers. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. I feel like that term's being thrown around a little bit too much right now. Okay. Um, I don't really feel like we should be referring to people from Taco Bell as essential workers. <laughs> like Taco Bell can close. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, it's not essential, I suppose. I mean, I, I want it to stay open because those people need jobs, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. As long as it's if, safe, you know, I don't if, know. If Taco Bell was closed, no one's going to, you know, Aside from the employees, the the people who are customers aren't going to suffer and starve and die. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's. It's true. not essential. No. Anyway. No. no. You, I feel you, like we need tears. You're, t- <laughs> <laughs> you're like tears, uh, like T I E R S. Yeah. Essential. Yeah. 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 Like you have essential workers, which are like hospital, hospital employees, pharmacies, uh, yeah. um, grocery stores are essential you know you gotta be able to eat yeah and then like your your uh local quick stop yeah well yeah yeah (laughs) it's just like needed workers sure (laughs) that's true you need them i see what you're saying they're not essential but you need them i don't disagree (laughs) and as long as there's like plenty of drug dealers you know we're good yeah. Um, prostitutes, well, those, essential workers, probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's essential. I mean, how else are these people going to afford school clothes? <laughs> Blake. Fucking Blake. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we promised you all a film. We didn't say what we were going to watch. We said we threw it out to the ether. We threw it out to, oh, to, to you, the fans, and um, had a few suggestions come back. Most of them from my my good friend Stephen, and. Uh, Steven, and I'm proud of him for doing this, recommended a lot of movies that I would say are pretty pretty classics of our childhood, I would say. Um, so, Does this count as a classic of our childhood? I mean, for me, I don't know about you. <laughs> well, I've never watched it. You never? Okay, okay. I was going to ask you that question. Let's Let's set the table a little bit, though. Okay. So he suggested a lot of great movies like Rambo, First Blood. Um, I what's that? Watch that. You have seen that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Point Break was another option, which I love Point Break. I haven't seen Point Break in a long time, but it was all over TV when I was a kid. Um, another one was, let's see, what was the other one? What was the other one I sent to you, Nathan? There was Point Break. Oh, I don't remember. There was there were a lot of good ones. A lot of stuff that came out in the 80s and early 90s. But we ended up going with um, 1990s Total Recall, not the 2012 remake. Total Recall, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, directed by Paul Verhoeven, who also did RoboCop. Um, Many years later, he did Starship Troopers. In between there, he did Basic Instinct. All of these are like important movies for me. Basic Instinct, because I saw it when I was way too young. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, actually, I probably saw this when I was way too young as well, because there's there's some gruesome shit in this movie actually um and and there's some awkward nudity there is some intense there's some interesting nudity yeah (laughs) in this film um and starship troopers too um i definitely saw in robocop robocop has some really scary shit in it even though you know i had robocop toys it was marketed as a kid's film 
there's some gruesome shit in RoboCop. Um, so, you know, I like all of those movies, so I guess I'm a Paul Verhoeven fan. But, you know, this particular one, Total Recall, there's so much that could be said about this. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, yeah. I'm going to say 30 years yeah. has not done that movie favors. Oh, come on. It has not Come done it any favors. I mean, there's... Okay, we, we, we can get into detail. Uh, let's just assume, first of all, at the outset here, that everybody listening has seen Total Recall. So, spoilers. Fucking crazy spoilers. Uh, you know. Also, if you haven't, it's literally 30 years old. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. That's true. It's 2020. That's, that's, that's good. That's really your problem if you're yeah. <laughs> you're having a 30-year-old movie spoiled That's for right. You. It came out in 1990. It's 2020. So, yeah, 30 years. And it's on Netflix. That's uh, That was another reason to watch it is we, we both use Netflix. So it's there right now if you want to go watch it. Um, I think we're going to have differing opinions about this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, and probably I have a lot of questions. Okay, yeah, a lot of <laughs> questions. Um, uh, the only other thing I really wanted to say at the beginning, besides Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sharon Stone is in this movie, who's also in Basic Instinct. She's incredible. Um, uh, another Michael Ironside is in this movie. He's sort of like one of the bad guys, and he's one of those faces from that era of movies, like late '80s, early '90s, who's just everywhere to me. Like he's such a recognizable face to me he's he's also the the big villain in highlander 2 which is kind of an important movie in my life (laughs) and so anyway a lot of great people in this movie ronnie cox is another one you've seen in lots of different things um yeah was michael ironside the bad guy he's that owns the business no that's ronnie cox michael ironside is the like the guy chasing arnold schwarzenegger the whole movie gotcha he's the kind of bald guy He's real intense. He's got a lot of teeth. Um, <laughs> he's he's great. I love seeing him pop up and stuff because I he's just implanted in my memory somewhere from all the movies I watched as a kid. Um, so, okay, the only other thing I wanted to say besides all that is that this is based off a story, loosely based off a story by Philip K. Dick um, called uh, We Can Remember It For You Wholesale. Yeah, have you read this? I haven't read it. I've, I I heard it's a very it's a short story, uh, like only like fifteen pages or something. Yeah, right. and I don't think the movie shares a whole lot with it besides some of its sort of basic DNA, um, like this sort of basic plot line. Though I think a lot happened. The sort of kernel of the idea, I believe, is in the short story. I I haven't read it. I'm just looking at the synopsis of it. Yeah. Man, it's loose. Uh, okay, yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. But you know, of course, Philip K. Dick. If you if you probably know this, but just in case you don't know, he also wrote "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep?" Most famously, which is what Blade Runner is based off of. Um, he wrote a lot of other great stuff. Amazon had a series called uh, Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams, I think. Uh, that was that started a few years ago, based off a lot of his stuff. He's uh, a scanner darkly, I believe, is another one of his stories, and there was a movie off of that. He's written a ton of stuff that got adapted later, um, and I'm I'm a fan. I, I should say that right now. I'm a fan of Philip K. Dick. I've read se- several of his books. So I 
I'm just a fan of his titling. Yeah, great titles. His titles are very good. <laughs> very good. Yeah, they're really they really make you want to read it. You know. Yeah. Um, this one uh, we can remember it for you wholesale is a great title. Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep is a great title. An amazing title. Uh, yeah, it really is a great title. Much better than Blade Runner. Uh, yeah, Blade Runner is a terrible title. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the whole Blade Runner thing is a little loose in Blade Runner, too. So anyway, it's uh, it's interesting. But yeah, let's let's jump into the movie. We Just again, to say, this is not like our new format or anything. Like We're just doing this right now. And I think we, last episode we talked about it because we wanted to, you know, we talk about other shows a lot and there's a ton of movie podcasts and I guess we're sort of trying our hand. I don't know. We did Die Hard a while back and we're doing this now. I, okay, so before we get started, I feel like it's important to say, I don't remember any of the characters' names. That's fine. I can help you there. Uh, So I am referring to... Uh, the man who runs the the business that controls the air on Mars as Elon Musk. Okay, that's that works. Yep. Because <laughs> I, I I feel like after watching this, Elon Musk watched this movie, and that's why he wants to go to Mars. <laughs> that's the basis for his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I could do that. That seems like a good gig. I'm gonna start me some fucking SpaceX so I can go to Mars and rule over it as the Lord mm-hmm. of the assholes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'll probably be mostly referring to them by the actors' names, probably. I mean, I might remember. I remember a little bit. So, all right. I don't even know where to start, Nathan. But um, let's talk about Total Recall. <laughs> okay, so... so um... In the, in this era, Schwarzenegger was everywhere, right? Oh, he was huge. This is this is post Terminator, pre Terminator Two. Mm-hmm. I am ninety eight percent certain I'm as good an actor as Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had a problem with that. We were texting earlier, and he he's not very good. <laughs> What's your what's your issue? Is it his accent? Is it his emote? The way he emotes using it's, his face? It's the way he emotes and delivers lines and okay. does everything that acting requires. Okay, so you you are not just on all board of for any of that. Okay, well, I'm not on board with anything he does. Okay, because he's always very bad. Well, yeah, I mean, I he doesn't I, he never got cast because he's a good actor. We'll say that. No, he got that's true. He got cast because he has an incredible body and he's just sort of a physical presence. He looks great on screen. What are you going to do? I yeah. mean, he's just he's I mean, he was Mr. Universe, right? He's he has one of the most renowned physiques ever, yeah. you know. I just felt like a good 15% of this movie was him screaming, but every time it was like this, ah! Yeah, that's true. There is some of that. There is some of that. Oh I'm my upset. God. Now I'm scared. Ah! <laughs> so I can't believe you've never seen this before. Well, why, why would you think I would have seen it before? Just because of our... Like, you know... We know the movies I I like. I thought you would have come across it as a kid, honestly. That's what I thought. Absolutely not. Okay. Well, maybe, I guess your parents were a lot more restrictive than mine about what you watched, right? Yeah, well, and by the time I would have 
even wanted to watch it. I mean, the movie was probably 10 years 10 old years at that old. point. Yeah, that's true. And see, my experience was like, I definitely saw this on TV. I know I did. I didn't see it in the theater. We may have rented it. It's possible. But in 1990, I would have been six. So mm-hmm. I don't think I saw this in 1990. I think I saw it in reruns on TV um, multiple, multiple times. I, I I always talk about TBS. I don't know if it was on TBS or... Because we didn't always have cable. Um, but maybe... I don't know. It was just on a lot. And uh, so I, I, I've seen it numerous times. Now, I watched it before today, because I actually watched it today. Um, before today, I probably watched it like a year or two ago, just because I like this kind of thing. Like, I'm a sci-fi person. I'm into anything of this era, really. I'll give it a shot if it was made during this time period. Um, just because, I don't know, it's nostalgic for me, I guess, is a big part of it. And mm-hmm. Uh, the Philip T. Dick thing is another, you know, it's just so, it checks a lot of Justin boxes and it checks no Nathan boxes. <laughs> Not none of them. Like the, uh, I, the movies I like are usually quieter and involve acting. Uh, and uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> by the way, well, okay. By the way, did you ever see Knives Out? We talked about Knives Out. Uh, no, I still have not. I think you would love it. I think you would like I I I love it. It has none of the elements that this movie has, but I think you would love it. Well, that's a good start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so I want I want to start off with this. Okay. Talking about the movie. Um so you got the dream sequence at the beginning, right? Right. Okay. I want to back Where's up the- even a little bit because I love the way the titles look at the beginning. Oh. Oh Lord! I love Are we that do- melty red shit. But anyway, please go ahead. <laughs> go okay, ahead. so you got the dream sequence, whatever. Then he wakes up, and there's a terribly acted scene where they <laughs> end up having sex. Sort of. They get- Him and his wife. Yeah, Sharon Stone. Yeah. yeah, Lori. I think her name is Lori in the movie. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> his, his his air quote wife. Right. Um, and then they go into their breakfast nook. Uh huh. <laughs> and their entire wall is tv yes 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 so that's very futuristic yes. and you're like that's that's cool yeah yeah but then he turns on the news and this is set in a i'm assuming a futuristic time yeah it's never really i mean you're said. traveling throughout the planets so i'm assuming yeah it's not in the current day <laughs> the, those news anchors are dressed like it's 1987. That's like true. they're they're actually three years behind when the right. movie was released. That's right. No, you're not wrong about that. There's a lot of shoulder pads and <laughs> that kind of vibe. And if we fast forward slightly further, yeah. After having a wall of TVs, he gets on the subway. Yep. Where there's just tube televisions everywhere. That is true. Wow, you really noticed a lot. That's true. Yeah. So our, our Arnold Schwarzenegger plays our lead character. His name is Doug Douglas Quaid. Um, I think in the short story, it's Quail. But I believe, I heard this on another podcast, actually. They changed it from Quail to Quaid because uh, Dan Quail was, like, in the news. <laughs> that makes sense. So, you know, you couldn't really, you couldn't, it would have it would have thrown people off, so to speak. So, um, now he's just related to Dennis Quaid. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's our he's our our sort of hero. Um, 
a guy who's a construction worker. He's dissatisfied. I don't know how much synopsis people really need, but you know, we're we're just going through it. He's a he's a construction worker. He's dissatisfied with his life. He has these repetitive dreams of Mars, right? So he's you know, like we do, like you do, yeah. <laughs> and, and in the Martian dream, um, gosh, this this podcast is going to be three hours if I keep talking. Um, in the Martian dream. You know, you see him with this woman, they're in spacesuits, and he falls and, and, and hits his head on a rock, smashes his, his space helmet, and then mm-hmm. because there's no air, um, you know, the face, I think these effects are kind of incredible. I get, I don't think you do. Do you? I do. I think they're amazing. <laughs> I don't think you do, though. <laughs> no. Um, let me tell you. Uh, what that that happens two minutes into the actual movie, yeah. probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at that point, I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> so the, his, this is where this is going, because his eyes are bulging out of his head. Yeah, and his face is like swelling. Yeah, in a in a way that I don't feel like looks correct. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time. He is screaming in agony like this. So the effects are done by this guy, Rob Boutine, who also did uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, gosh, I'm going to forget all the movies he did. He did a lot of movies um, around this time period and, and was, you know, kind of a kind of a god of special effects at the time, along with some others. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they're great. And these are practical effects. This is not CG. Um, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, CG probably would have done better. <laughs> um, That's so, all I'm saying. Yeah, well, sure, sure, sure. So Arnold has this dream, wakes up, uh, you know, sort of, you know, makes out with Sharon Stone, uh, goes to work. On the way to work, like you're saying, the big tube TVs, he sees the ad for this company called Recall, right? Recall, mm-hmm. Recall, Recall. And this is, I think this is the the big part that was taken from the Philip K. Dick story, if I'm understanding it correctly. The idea is you don't have to go on vacation somewhere. You can have a memory implanted into your head and you'll never know the difference. You'll wake up from the implant thinking that you um, had actually been there, right? Yeah. Also... This is just a quick little snippet. After the ad for recall, the news talks about how the Tokyo Samurais are in the Major League Baseball World yes. Series. Yes, did you um, catch that? Yeah. <laughs> because in the future, apparently, there's Major League Baseball in Tokyo. I don't. I guess that's a future thing. <laughs> they, they throw in a lot of stuff like that. Um, and let me just ask you: Have you seen RoboCop? Uh, I feel like I did at some point. Okay, okay. Have you seen Starship Troopers? I have seen Starship Troopers. Okay. I don't know that I paid attention to Starship Troopers. Freaky ass movie. Starship Troopers. I, I like all these movies, but like this guy, the director Paul Verhoeven, he often throws in stuff like that in the news. Like that's a big part of his like style. Is you'll 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 have little bits of the news in the background, and it always is, it's always saying something. It's always throwing in a little detail like that, but I was wondering if you'd pick up on that, the Tokyo oh, yeah. baseball thing. <laughs> the Tokyo Samurais. Tokyo Samurais, yeah. Um, so this idea of the recall place gets into Doug Quaid's head. He has these dreams of Mars. He wants to go to Mars. So he goes to recall, 
and says, hey, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry, sorry. You're skipping through a very important question I uh, have here. Okay, what's a question you have? He's a construction worker. Yes. What is he doing um, during the scene where he's working? It looks like they're just jackhammering the ground for no reason. Just jackhammering <laughs> a hole. Yeah. Like there, there's a hit. <laughs> Yeah. And there's large construction equipment behind him. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which could do the job he's doing. That's very a, that's, a, that's a great point. Yeah. But instead him and some portly fella yeah. uh-huh. are over there with their jackhammers just going to town on a rock. <laughs> I know. And he stops uh to talk to his friend, the guy you mentioned. Um to ask him about this recall place. And the guy tells him, like, don't go up there. They lobotomize, like, my cousin or something. And he's just, <laughs> he has the greatest line, like, don't don't fuck with your brain, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which is a good rule of thumb. There there are some awesome li- one-liners in this movie, I think. Um, and that's one of them, like, don't, don't fuck with your brain. Um, and he's a character actor, too. I, I can't, I don't remember his name, unfortunately, but he's been in a ton of shit. I recognize We'll call face. him Carl. Let's, he looks like a Carl. He looks like a Carl. So. And so then Doug goes to recall, um, how about the sleazy memory salesman, uh, guy? Um, before we talk about the sleazy memory salesman guy. Okay, yeah. Uh, I just have to point out that... Again, in the future. Yeah. The uh, receptionist has a device where she can paint her fingernails digitally. Yes. Yet her computer is still running DOS. Right. (laughs) So, yeah. That, I don't know where we're going here. Right, and that visual for me always stuck in my head. That one, there's a lot of... I, to me, there's a lot of fun ideas in this movie, and that's one of them. It's like she's sitting there with like a pin, like a stylus, and when mm-hmm. she touches, she touches a color, and then she touches her nails, and her nails change that color. And it's like I, I just that just blew my mind. That always stuck with me. Is like holy shit, what an interesting idea. Um, I'm just saying, Recall should have spent less money on devices that paint nails. <laughs> And more money on a computer that could at least handle solitaire. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> I think Nathan's saying that this movie is dated. Are you? It's saying- a little dated. Yeah, <laughs> just a skosh. It's a. That's the issue with sci-fi movies. Yeah. True. Yeah. You are setting it in the future, but. You're still stuck with what you have at the time. Right. That's and true. And so 30 years down the road, you get someone like me watching it going, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like the TVs aren't even flat screen. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know what you're saying. It's, yeah, it, gosh, all that, I don't know what it is. None of that bothers me, but, but I understand your point at the same time. Um, so. We get sold, and this, this the plot is so complex. Um, we're we're gonna get deeper and deeper into that as we go, obviously. But uh, there's a lot going on in this movie. So he gets sold a memory of Mars uh, by the the sleazy memory salesman, and 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 mm. I'm looking at this movie now, and I can see where possibly a lot of other things were inspired by this. So this gives me. Um, this gives me echoes of echoes to come, I guess, 
of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, right? Have you seen okay. that one? Have you seen that yeah. one? Okay. Yes. Yeah. That one's well acted. <laughs> I love I love that acting. That's a great movie. Yeah. Um wherein Jim Carrey has, you know, a woman erased from his memory, not not uh put into his memory, right? But it's a mm-hmm. lot of the similar stuff with the the medical staff and the in the machine and uh all that all that jazz, you know, the the pads to your head or whatever. Um <laughs> uh, and then later on, there's a thing that seems to me something that got pulled into the Matrix. There's a, literally a red pill moment in this movie where they say you take the red pill and you're done, right? Yeah. Um, so we get the memory salesman. Uh, Arnold wants uh, a memory of Mars, and he, he's enticed by the idea of being a secret agent. Yeah, he pays 300 credits for that upgrade. That's right. Yeah, it's which is. is- yeah. Either a bargain or a terrible deal. <laughs> I don't know how much a credit is worth. Right, and I think the 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 initial trip, it's like a two week vacation, mm-hmm. uh, is eight hundred and ninety nine credits. So he's spending a chunk of change on this thing, or not, or not. Who knows? Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> like he may get paid a thousand credits an hour. We have no idea have how no, much it's paid. That's true. We have no reference point at all. Um, so. <laughs> He he agrees. He proceeds to uh, the the machine room where he's going to have this memory implanted. And I love the I love the stuff with the uh, with the doctor. She's great, and the assistant who says like, "Don't worry, we hardly ever fuck anything up around here." <laughs> yeah, which sounds about right. Yeah, but of like, course, <laughs> you know that if you're working in a place like that, you're not a reputable. Doctor. Right, right. Like, you're not a real medical professional. That's like the uh, – this is this is some sports stuff here. Okay. But like, like the biogenesis lab and stuff that sold steroids to all the athletes. Right, yes. It was a doctor <laughs> yeah. doing it. That's true. He, he had other doctors signing off, and he'd just go, <laughs> I'm a doctor. <laughs> They're like that. But in the future, and not doing steroids. <laughs> yeah, you, you get the idea that recall exists in like a strip mall somewhere, mm-hmm. like in some outskirt of like it's not in the middle of town. Like they can't afford like you know some place in Midtown. They're out in the in the, not in the boonies, but definitely in the burbs. You know. Yeah. It's next to an Applebee's. That's that's right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they order lunch from there every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Oh, the crunch wraps are so good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he's having his memory implanted, um, and something goes wrong, right? Um, and uh, he's freaking out. They call in the the uh, the head guy, the, who I guess is also the head guy, not just the salesman. Um, yeah. Who's busy trying to sell another woman on a package where she would also get pictures? Uh huh. Yeah, that's right. She <laughs> and wants a T-shirt. That's right. <laughs> of her made-up vacation for only X number more credits. Right. So. Yeah. It was like twenty credits. It was very cheap. Yeah, it was very su- cheap. Super affordable. I would have done it honestly. Um, so something goes wrong. He's all. They call it a. Uh, what do they call it? A synaptic embolism or something like that. Something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and they're just Arnold's in the chair. He's freaking out, and they keep slamming him with the shit that's supposed to knock him out. It's like a gun 
filled with, you know, the good drugs, right? And they hit him with it like seven or eight times to try to get him to calm down. And he's saying, you've blown my cover. I'm a, you know, I'm a blah, 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 Mars. I'm a secret agent kind of stuff. I paid 300 credits for this. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And And then they're like, okay, all right, well, we knocked him out. Doc, why don't you go back in and, um, you know, uh, make him forget all this. So his brain has been fucked with twice already, right? Yeah. Um, and a key, a key line here is that they haven't yet implanted... He wakes up screaming about Mars, but they haven't yet implanted the memory of him going to Mars, right? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. It's, that's like layer one in the like eight-layer bean dip that is this movie. Um, <laughs> so they dump him in a cab, and I love the cab scene because it's, uh, uh, it's called a Johnny cab. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, basically like a, an Android-operated cab, and uh, I don't know. I couldn't help comparing the Johnny cab driver, who's like a basically a mannequin. It's really weird looking. Uh, it's kind of like uh, what do they call that when something looks close to human, but it's not quite human. Um, uh, everyone brings humanoid. It, well, but everyone brings <laughs> it up with the Polar Express. It's the oh, I just call it creepy. Okay, yeah, it looks creepy. Polar Express is. <laughs> Very creepy. The uncanny, uncanny valley. I think that's what they call it. Where it's like close to human, but it's not quite right. So that's sort of what the Johnny cab driver looks like. And he's so, he doesn't understand. Like Arnold is asking him like, where am I? How did I get here? And he's like, you got in the cab. (laughs) And it's like the way I interact with our Google home (laughs) now. Uh, It also was an indicator to me that Elon Musk has watched this movie. Uh-huh, right, right, right. Self-driving dude, cars. Dude loves self-driving cars. Dude, see, that's it. That's the theory. He's um, just trying to create this entire movie in real life. <laughs> I love it. So Arnold gets out. He gets dropped off somewhere. It looks like the subway uh, out of the Johnny cab and uh, is confronted by his work pal. And it's like, hey, man, the work pal is like, hey, you went to recall and you fucking talked. You talked about Mars. What the fuck? And then the guys proceed to beat him up. And then Arnold go, goes all like born identity. Yeah. And just beats the shit out of them. Like he knows how to defend himself. Because that's the one thing Arnold Schwarzenegger can do. <laughs> that's true. That's true. In a movie, that is what he is good at. He's great at action. He is amazing at action. Um, and so he actually kills these guys, right? Kills these guys. He, he gets a gun off of one of them and shoots them all, and they're all dead. Um, blood on his hands. He runs home to his wife. And this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie because Sharon Stone is, is, is acting. She's, she's carrying a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you think so? All right. So, I mean, in the scenes with him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's... <laughs> <laughs> We've established Nathan hates Arnold's acting. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, there's more to come. I have, <laughs> I have specific things to talk about. Here. Oh boy, pages and pages of notes. Um, so he goes home. He says, "Hey, I've got blood in my hand." Oh, well, he says, "Hey, I, I went to the recall. She's really pissed." And then, he, and she's like, "That's not real. They just put this shit in your head." And he's like, oh, "How real is this?" And he shows her the blood on his hands. She's like, "I'll call a doctor." He goes in the bathroom to wash his hands. She actually calls Michael Ironside, our uh, dun, dun, dun. Our, our pursuee throughout this movie. Um, and 
Then, oh boy, uh, Arnold has turned the lights off as he comes in because everyone, when they're being chased for some reason in a movie, like darkens the room they're going into. I guess uh, there are no shadows or something. They just like a dark room. It makes them feel more comfortable. There you go. So (laughs) (laughs) the room is dark. Arnold comes out of the bathroom and is attacked by someone in the dark. Um, they wrestle around. This person tries to shoot him. It turns out it's his wife. It's Sharon Stone, right? Yeah, it's not really his wife. No. Like, not, not to jump ahead here, but it's not. There are so many twists, and this is another twist. And she tells him, hey, I have only known you for six weeks. Your memory was erased. Uh, I was planted here to make sure that the erasure took and here you are. You know, I'm not really your wife. And then she, to stall him, I think, maybe, I couldn't tell if some of this was genuine or not. She was like, you're the best assignment I've ever had. And she comes on to him. But at the same time, we see on the video phone behind Arnold that she can see that Michael Ironside is approaching, right? He's in the lobby. He's coming upstairs. They're going to kill him. Um, so is she just buying time or did she actually mean some of that? It's hard. It's hard to know. Yeah, I mean... Th- I, he is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. She so, just, and the reason I say that about her acting, like she's just switching between like I'm going to kill you, and oh, I'm going to charm you, off and I, on throughout this movie. <laughs> can Can I tell you though? I think yeah, you're overselling her acting because, in comparison to the uh, rest of the acting in the movie, what she is doing, which I feel like is adequate looks a lot better. Right. Okay. Because there, there's some, not just Arnold Schwarzenegger, there's some questionable... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the tone... Questionable acting in the movie. <laughs> the tone of this movie is over the top, right? Like, there's a lot about it that's just... The violence is over the top. Um, the sort of, like... Well, the, the makeup effects we talked about earlier are over the top. I mean, I think they intended that, you know. Um, and, and and certainly a lot of the acting is 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 over the top for sure. Yeah, unless you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, when it doesn't quite reach the top. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's skip ahead a little bit. Jeez, um, oh, what are some of the specific things you wanted to to talk about? Okay, so shortly after this, there is a scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger finds a video of past Arnold Schwarzenegger talking to current day Arnold Schwarzenegger about the situation he's in. Yes. <laughs> Can I tell you one of the most painful moments for me <laughs> in movie history is having to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger play opposite Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> the, the the video, you're like, well, I don't believe that he's really trying to convey this information in a desperate way. <laughs> and then current day Arnold Schwarzenegger, you don't believe that he's really just killed a bunch of people and he's watching a video that explains why he just killed a bunch of people. <laughs> and it just happens for like five minutes, it felt like. <laughs> yeah, he... he um this is after receiving like a mysterious case um, from an unknown source, right? And concealed within this case are a, a variety of things that he needs. Uh, uh, the video that you're talking about, a bunch yeah. of money, 
um, which apparently the credits are like red, it looked like. Um, yeah. And also a device to pull the tracker out of his head. Because yes. he's got a, a blippity tracker in his head. <laughs> my actual note here <laughs> was that watching Arnold Schwarzenegger act while watching Arnold Schwarzenegger act is almost as painful as having to remove a bug through your nose (laughs) (laughs) with that device. That's right. Like you just shove it up there till you hear a crunch and then you pull it out. (laughs) That's literally the line. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And that's not, that's not quite as bad as watching Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) double act in a scene. (laughs) Prior to removing the sensor, um, he gets the advice from the mystery guy to like wet a towel and wrap it around his head, and I just loved that. Like, I, <laughs> maybe it's dumb. I don't know if it's dumb, but I really enjoy watching him run around in his like hastily made but perfect turban towel that's on mm-hmm. <laughs> that's on his head because that's supposed to block the transmission somehow i i just went with this movie i think that's why i enjoy it i'm just like all right whatever that's fine let's go i just want to see what happens uh can we talk about the the lady mask yeah that's getting a little bit farther so it's it's post video post video he's on his way to mars and uh-huh. uh take it away nathan <laughs> Um, that may be the only part of the movie that I'm like, I like that part. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, he, he's dressed like a lady, I suppose, um, in this mask (laughs) that, that is, I guess, an electronic mask. (laughs) Yeah, it seemed to be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, where did it come from? That's a great question. I think it was in the case, and we just was it in the case. Yeah, I think so. I I specifically didn't see it when I was watching, but I took it that it came from the case. I don't know where else it could have come from, unless these costumes are just a thing. But no one seemed. Everyone seemed very surprised by it. So I'm I'm thinking it's his. It came from his spy case. His, his robot lady face, right, was in the case. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I, I will also say that, uh, if Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie wants to try to sneak places, yeah, <laughs> his, his acting as a, as a robot lady was not convincing at all because everyone immediately went, that's him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, she started, he, he, she could only say like one thing, two weeks. And then she just started repeating it and freaking out. Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> that lady over there, the one malfunctioning, right, that's, that's the guy. That's the that's one. That's him. Yep. Good old Michael Ironside. He's a smart cookie. Um, <laughs> and I love Arnold tosses the head, the, the mask head, and it explodes. <laughs> oh, it's, again, it's just so over the top. I love it. Oh, it's great. Uh, so now we're on Mars. Let's say we're on Mars now, okay? We got to Mars. (laughs) We got to Mars. And he immediately finds the most offensive stereotype of an African-American to drive him around. That is is among that and the treatment of women in this movie. Women are sometimes represented as very strong in this movie. 
mm-hmm. but at the same time, they're not at other times. So it's it's I don't know. Uh, it's not great. Those are the kinds of things that haven't aged well. You know, the the uh, the definitely the characterization of this African American guy, who, yeah, who, who's a great. I mean, he's a great character in a lot of ways. He's talking about how he's got five kids and <laughs> take my it's tab. A, it's a good character. Yeah. But. <laughs> Again, I, I couldn't help but thinking about Echoes to Today. And I was just thinking about the poor, like, Lyft and Uber drivers who have to entice people to take their uh, ride share other than someone else's. And it's sort of like the other guy who's like, hey, man, I got magazines, I got videos, I got whiskey in my car. Like, come on, come on, take my cab. Well, for the poor Uber drivers, yes. I know someone who could help them out. Blake Alex has some ter- <laughs> terrific I- ideas for how you could make some money. <laughs> if you want to contact him, uh, that's on Facebook. Blake Alex. Yeah. So this is <laughs> Benny, Benny the taxi driver on Mars. Uh, gets us. He he plays a pretty integral part to the rest of the film. We don't realize till much later he's a bad guy. Dun dun dun. Well, before that, we figure out he's a mutant. My God, he's a mutant and he's a bad guy. You know, at some point, and this is one of those movies. There's a there's a point where you've over twisted. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Where I feel like no, the twists are no longer surprising. Yeah. Yeah, because you've done it so many times that you're like, "Yep, that that sounds right. That's what would happen right here." Okay. <laughs> so at this, I'm I'm curious. At this point in the movie, were yeah. you thinking, "Okay, he's he's this is part of the, the simulation?" Because earlier, I mean, they they no, I was not thinking. Okay, that. you were thinking it's real, right? Yeah. Because because earlier, uh, they do say exactly what's going to happen in the plot they say hey you're gonna you know when with the salesman the salesman says you're gonna play this this spy you're gonna by the end you're gonna get the girl you're gonna uh shoot the villain and you're going to save the planet and all of that happens in the course in the course of the movie yeah yeah so uh, yeah i mean it's 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 left open-ended and I think there's a lot of debate about that. Like, is this real or not? You know, people people say that. I tend to think it really happened um, because we see a lot of other people's other people doing things and acknowledging that he's gone rogue or whatever. You know, right? And, and if, so, yeah. If it's just a simulation, they simulated a bunch of people he didn't know about, right? <laughs> yes. In a bunch of scenes he wasn't involved in yeah so that seems unlikely <laughs> yeah i i agree because because other things are happening i, I, also, I mean, there's a lot of scenes with elon musk that's right. where he's talking about controlling the air <laughs> i know i know yeah so this guy uh you're elon musk my ronnie cox and the uh, elon musk yeah in the movie i think the character's name is uh cohagen i think like that. Anyway, he seems like Musk. He's the like he's the the king of the assholes on Mars, and he's a rich guy who controls everything, including the air. He literally sells people air on Mars, and so they they have to they keep raising the price of air, and and people have to pay up. So this guy is the king of the king of the assholes. He's right up there with Blake, um, <laughs> and. Uh, you know he's I guess, he's really the actual villain, I guess. Um, 
Michael Ironside is, is more the lead henchman, sort of. Yeah, it turns out he's not really that important at all. No, yeah, he's he's just been chasing him the whole time. Yeah, uh, he's just he's just doing a job. This is he's doing his job. He's going to go clock out and go to the Applebee's right over there <laughs> by by recall. <laughs> there so. you go. He's looking for a, one of those Saturn vacations himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Jesus, there's so much to get through. Um, there are mutants on Mars who are having a rebellion led by this guy, Quato, who we don't meet until nearly the end of the movie. I want to say within the last half hour. And this is one of those things that stuck in my mind so much. Um, is there anything you want to get to before we kind of jump ahead to Quato? Yep. I mean, okay. yep, yep. all right, please, yep. please. Uh, so offensive taxi driver. Yes. And takes him to a bar. Yes. To, oh to God! Meet, yes, yes. To yes. meet Lady. Yes, to meet uh, uh, the Lady. So he, Jesus Christ! There's so much to. He, in the video message, I just want to recap. In the video message, he's told to go to this hotel. At the hotel, there's a security box for him, and inside is a ad for this bar. And on the back, it says, "Look up Molina for a good time." And he actually writes Molina on the back of it to see if it's his handwriting. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, sorry, Nathan. Yeah. So, uh, first off, I do want to say, uh, is, is it the Bechtel test that that they have for movies to test whether it's a strong female character? I think that's right. Yeah, I think it is. This Bechtel. would fail all of the points. Of it. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, so this bar is terrible. It's a terrible bar. <laughs> which movie bar is worse this is what i wanted to know <laughs> this bar or the cantina in star wars <laughs> oh god i th- i think this one's got to be worse i mean there's crazy shit going on at the cantina but i don't know this one this one's pretty sleazy it's it's yeah it's like one of those bars you get in the old west where you know you can have a drink but mainly you're there to have sex with a prostitute, right? Well, yeah. Like, but, I mean, the Star, the Star Wars cantina. Yeah. Like, you can just shoot people there. That's true. You can just shoot and, people around. And the bartender's just like, hey. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Not Don't let it happen again, okay? <laughs> um, how did you feel about the woman with three breasts? <laughs> um, odd detail. Yeah. Offensive cab, uh, cab driver wishes he had a third hand. Right. So there was that. Um, just a very strange choice yeah. all around. I, I mean, I was. it's one of those things that I was like, holy shit. <laughs> it's too many. Well, you know, I mean, we could talk about that all night, but... I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm willing to. It's too many. <laughs> I, two, two is the appropriate number of most body parts. Like you got two eyes, two ears, two arms, two <laughs> legs, two breasts. There's no three anywhere in the human body. You want symmetry. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Odd numbers, <laughs> unless it's right in the middle of your face, not necessary. Right. So at the bar, we meet Melina, right? Who is Arnold's dream girl like this is the same woman that's been in the dreams it's also the woman he described that he wanted to meet 
uh, at recall, and she is the very one. Um, and she's there to be pissed at him because he ran off and she thought he was dead, and also to provide like the rest of the plot, essentially, right? Yeah. She, she is only there as a plot vehicle. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's really her entire role in the movie, is to be able to explain the rest of what's happening. <laughs> yeah, she's, unfortunately, she's not a very well-rounded character, is she? I, I feel like both of the female characters, and I think there are really only two in the movie. Yeah. I guess there's, there's the people at Recall. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the doctor. Yeah, the yeah. doctor's a woman. Yeah. Um, they are only in the movie to tell you what's happening in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's you're not wrong about that. <laughs> his his quote unquote wife is just there to go. I'm not really your wife. <laughs> and try to kill you. Yep, yeah. that sets the plot. That part of the plot in motion. And then Melina's our next like uh, uh, goalpost. I don't know. And she sets the rest of the plot in motion because. You know, she's the one who knows. She's involved with the mutant rebellion. She knows Quato and all these people, and she's going to basically lead uh, Doug Quaid Arnold uh, into those situations, and she does um, eventually, but not before Sharon Stone, his supposed wife, comes back with the guy from the commercial from Recall from the beginning of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the the doctor who's not at recall when he goes to recall but he's right. in the commercials to try to convince him that this is all a dream right mm-hmm. um, and because that guy is sweating arnold's like nah fuck it this is real i'm gonna shoot this guy <laughs> a logical reaction yeah <laughs> um he he also that before that, there's a whole scene with Elon Musk where he is saying, just follow my lead and has that plan. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. So we get to Quato. All right. Um, we're down in the, the mines of Mars. Uh, the other thing that uh, Elon Musk is doing, I'm just going to go with it, Nathan. The other yeah. thing that Elon Musk is doing is mining some rare mineral on Mars. Um, and you can't tell me Elon Musk wouldn't do that. <laughs> I mean, that's like the point of going to space, isn't it? Like getting rare shit and bringing it back. I mean, he wouldn't say it, but yeah. yeah it's like a big part of it, right? <laughs> Imagine how much better a Tesla will be if he can find a rare mineral on Mars. <laughs> and I don't recall what this was. It's it's hard to pronounce. But anyway, they're in these mines, and this is the hideout of the Mutant Rebellion. Uh, led by this guy, Quato, who we go into a room, we're going to meet him, um, and we've met this guy who you're thinking, oh, this guy's probably Quato. He, he looks like a, a rebel leader type dude. Uh, but he's like, no, no, Quato's coming. He, he'll be here in a minute. And so it turns out, and I'll let you say it, Nathan. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're wanting me to say. Well, it turns out that... that Quato lives in the guy's stomach. He's like, oh, a, yeah, yeah. He's like a mutant baby. Yeah, <laughs> that is like attached to just this that. Dude. Yeah, yeah, just that. That little detail. Yeah. Um. <laughs> great directorial decision. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I mean, I that is one of the things that just the image of that like stuck in my mind my entire life. 
Like from but, the time I saw it, I was like, "Holy shit!" But why? Well, I mean, that's a, why. What's the purpose of it? Are you saying like why in terms of the plot? It, I mean, just like, any of it. Just any just, reason? Just why? <laughs> I mean, there's really not a reason other than no. he's a mutant. You know, there's really no reason. <laughs> it's just a detail. You know, like you know, you know, it would be a, a great twist if. Uh, yeah, there's just a head. Just a head growing in the sky. I mean, it's nah. a baby. It's a baby. <laughs> he he doesn't talk like a baby, but he looks like a baby. He's just got arms and a head growing out of this guy's stomach. And, uh, of course, he can, like, mind meld. He can do the Vulcan mind meld with Arnold and tell him the truth, right? Um, because the idea of taking Arnold to the Rebels is he's got all these secrets in his head because... And his other life, he used to work for Elon Musk, and so he knows all the dirty laundry and can bust him, right? And that's what the mutants need to, like, get over on him. Um, so, Quato mind melds and shows Arnold, uh, I, guess, I guess he, well, I guess he's traveling through his memories, and by the virtue of that, Arnold remembers? Is that? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> this, this was about the point in the movie where I went, I wonder what's happening on my phone. <laughs> at this point, we're like at twist eight. It's so, it gets so crazy, and I love it for it's how It's too many. Maybe, I mean, I'm not going to argue that it's too many, but I just love it. I love how this movie just goes for it. I, I can't, I can't fault it for it, because it's so fucking wacky. It's not wacky. It's just like... No, it's, it's just, wacky. I, well... I guess it is a bit wacky, but it's also just like, it just it just does it, man. It's just, I don't know. So, Quato helps him remember or whatever that he has seen the secret, right? And the big secret that Elon Musk knows is that there were ancient aliens in Mars uh, who set up a, a way for the entire planet to have an atmosphere, to have air. Um, there's like an ice core and they've got this whole rig where they lower these like nuclear bars down into it to melt the ice. And then, and then Mars will have an atmosphere. And of course, Elon Musk doesn't want this to happen because Elon Musk is selling everyone air, right? This is by the way, (laughs) exactly how this would go down. Holy shit. You're not wrong. (laughs) You know, Elon Musk would have a plan for how to get air onto Mars, but he wouldn't necessarily (laughs) do it. Right. (laughs) <laughs> maybe if he smokes enough pot with joe rogan he'll chill out i don't know <laughs> um but so now the task really uh I, I mean it gets a little simpler from here the task is to you know to expose this truth right um unfortunately at the same time elon musk has decided to turn off the air in, in the sector so we see all of the patrons of the bar from earlier, you know, slowly running out of air. Um, and the little mutant girl who we met briefly and her mother, uh, slowly, slowly dying, uh, while Arnold rushes to save the day. Right. Except for the fact that our cab driver fucking turns on us. Mm hmm. Turns out. Yeah. He, 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 it turned out, he was a bad guy. He, yeah, and he didn't even have kids. He was lying the whole time. Which, <laughs> in retrospect, we probably should have seen coming, number one, because that's twist 473. And number two, <laughs> because in a movie like this, 
do you really think they're going to let a black guy just be a character? I know. I was sad. He's got to be a bad guy. I was sad about that. Honestly, I was like, oh, because I, I, you know, as much as it's a horrible caricature, I did like his character. You know, he was yeah. he was funny. He was um, he's he had a good characterization. There was he had a little story of his own you know right and so there was something but they there. yeah you know they they have to make this movie as problematic as possible <laughs> right and so, so naturally he's a bad guy yeah <laughs> he's a bad guy so he ends up betraying arnold and uh i he shoots quato i think doesn't he yeah he does and then michael <clears throat> michael ironside finishes him off with a like headshot to the baby character quato which i was like man that was another point where they just went for it. They were like, we're going to shoot this mutant baby <laughs> in the head, and you're going to see yeah. it. <laughs> Why not? Why not? At this point, does it matter? None of this matters anymore. <laughs> just shoot the baby. Nah. We end up... Gosh, I know we're probably skipping over some stuff, but, you know, it, it's a... Well, it's a two-hour movie. Yeah. So, yeah, we're definitely skipping over some stuff. But to be fair, you probably could have condensed it down to a one-hour movie. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. Within the within the uh, events we're skipping over, Sharon Stone is killed by uh, Melina Arnold's new girlfriend, who is uh, her name is, and I, I don't know her for much. I, I know I know I've seen her in things before, but her name is Rachel uh, Ticotin, T I C O T I N. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. I hope I am. Um, so she, she takes out Sharon Stone at some point, uh, and they have a big fight and we get to see, uh, we actually do get to see them fight, which is cool. There's a lot of bitch in this movie too. I mean, there's a lot of people calling people bitches, whether it's women calling women bitches or men calling women bitches. It's, it's, uh, yeah, that's another thing that's, that's unfortunate about it. (laughs) You know, I mean, it was 1990. It was a different time. <laughs> it definitely was. So we're getting toward the climax where basically Arnold is going to go activate this thing to create atmosphere on the planet um, and save the day. That'll sort of undo everything that Elon Musk has done. And uh, Elon Musk also seems convinced that it's going to destroy Mars at the same time. So it's hard to know what yeah. he's thinking. Did we mention that he shut off the air at this point? Yeah, he shut off the air to at least one of the sectors, yeah. Yeah. You know, real Musk activity. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically what happens is Arnold Arnold saves the day through Molina's help. Um, they have to fight off Benny, the cab driver again, uh, who has one of the like underground drill rigs. Um, they almost get killed, but uh, Arnold drills through the the fuel lines or something, and then you know it's one of those lines that that I kind of roll my eyes at, even even as much as I like this movie. I, w- I would say I love this movie, even as much as I love this movie. He kills Benny with this big drill, and he says, "Screw you!" And it's like, oh yeah. man, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> well, I mean that that is your standard Arnold Schwarzenegger line right there, totally <laughs> in every movie, right, all the way up to. To jingle all the way, he's delivering lines like that. <laughs> Truly, that's true. Um, and so they save the day. And um, oh, you forgot. There's a another 
nice uh, bulging eye scene. Yes. So in the course of that, and I don't know how many times the atmosphere gets disrupted in this movie and people are getting sucked out a lot. It's at least like three times that people are going to get sucked out of a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the air comes There's a lot of grabbing of poles and hanging on. (laughs) Yes. Yes. A lot of it. (laughs) Yes. Um, Another great character, well, she, gosh, she's not really, unfortunately, she's not treated as a full character, but there's a little person, a female, a woman, little person, who's also at, working at the bar, and she gets a couple moments in the movie, too, which, there was no reason for them to put that in again, but it's there, um, yeah. to just add something, I guess. So, Arnold turns the air back on, uh, Elon Musk gets sucked outside and, and has the bulging eye experience. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then subsequently all the windows are crashing through people are getting sucked everywhere but the atmosphere is being formed around mars so those people are end up being fine and then arnold and melina get sucked outside and uh well at the same time really and they're going through the bulging eye thing until the atmosphere right. sort of completes right yeah you think their eyes are going to explode but it turns out they just bulge and then unbulge. Yeah, they, they, and <laughs> and the shift from showing them <laughs> about to explode in this lack <laughs> right. of of uh, any sort of environment to them being fine is the most bizarre yeah. shift in a, it, like it. It's so fake looking. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like, oh, I'm better now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then the movie ends. And it's like, and, yeah. yeah. And then it's like, well, they, they did it. They saved the day. And all the things that were supposed to happen at the beginning with Recall do happen. He he defeats the villain. He gets the girl. He saves the whole planet. And there you go. And and in a way, this whole thing is a big fantasy, right? Like, it's typical, like, male fantasy type movie, definitely. Um, you know, every every woman he comes into contact with is like, holy shit. Because <laughs> it's Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. Um, everyone wants him super bad. <laughs> he can beat up anybody. He mm-hmm. can... Oh, I for, we forgot about the whole scene where they're going to erase their memories again, right? Oh, yeah. And there's escaping from that, and there's a lot of great violence in that part as well. I, it, it happened. Let's it just, all happened. It all happened. Let's just talk about like our reflections now. I, mean, I know that I'm in the minority of this opinion. Okay. Maybe you're not. But, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I am. Okay. I looked it up. It had good reviews okay. at the time. Okay. I don't know if the same people would review it the same now with yeah. no changes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you couldn't get into it, could you? Oh, man, it was a hard one. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've often talked about your... you you uh, This kind of science fiction is really hard for you. Well, I can't. I can't really watch these movies that require me to fully suspend all sense of reality the whole movie <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> right right and, and uh from the beginning to the end that that's what you need to enjoy that movie <laughs> you absolutely do you absolutely and, do 
part of it too is with it being 30 years old uh it it doesn't if you don't have any sort of nostalgic <laughs> feelings for it right. doesn't pull you in like it, it doesn't pull you in because you're just saying they're going well that doesn't that's not right <laughs> yeah well and and see that's where that's the divide i think between us is that i i have nostalgia for it i remember i don't remember the plot but i remember a lot of these scenes you know and certainly a lot of the special effects stuff like just like i keep saying stuck in my head uh, from an early age. So, you know, seeing it all put together, it's like rediscovering memories, <laughs> which is kind of funny given the context of this movie. Huh. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, I love it, but I can't divorce myself from the nostalgia. So I don't really feel like I can even evaluate it critically. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, it, it does not hold up it, um, <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> uh specifically um the the characters and the special effects <laughs> however uh i'm sure i'm sure at the time it was great <laughs> yeah uh for me it's just a ride this thing is a ride and there's a uh, i love the wealth of ideas that are in it um I was re-listening to a podcast uh, earlier today about about this movie, so this is getting sort of meta uh, right now. But um, it, you know, this this turned out this was in development for something like ten years. Like a lot of other people were involved along the way, other directors and other uh, folks working on the story, other actors were were initially thought of uh, for this part. I think Patrick Swayze was thought of for the part originally. Um, before Arnold got involved, that would have been better. <laughs> you think so? Okay, <laughs> I, I would have, I would have bought that more. Okay, yeah, and Fair not enough. just because Arnold Schwarzenegger is a bad actor. Yeah, but it he he's too different from everyone else in the movie. Yeah, okay, that's another thing. Yeah, like he's just this hulking guy, and everyone else is just a person. <laughs> <laughs> that that doesn't help you stay in the movie, does it? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. And uh, Patrick Swayze at least looks like a human being. That's true. That's true. Not a He-Man action <laughs> figure comes to life. Right. Um, and I don't hate Schwarzenegger in this. I mean, I I, I understand completely what you're saying and all your your criticism. Well, no, I, just because he's a terrible actor. Yeah. Well, I get that. I get that. No, it's I don't. I just want to get. I want my my point of view to be very clear here. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger was worse at acting than he was at governing California. <laughs> oh man! <sighs> I, I like I don't I don't want any mixed up yeah. ideas here. Yeah. It's just that he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say if you can suspend disbelief, if you like this kind of thing. Um, and if you can forgive it, some of its sins of the of the past, um, you know, very much. A lot of this stuff is actually very present to us right now with the with everything the we're going through culturally. 
Yeah, um, Elon Musk. Yeah, for one. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I think it's a really fun ride. Um, not for everybody, but I think it's a fun ride. I've never seen the remake, um, which I don't think... I, don't, I, I gather it doesn't have the same tone as this at all. It's a very different tone, um, which I think came out in 2012. And I have not seen that, and I'm, I'm interested to see it now. Um, I, this, I believe this is, I saw it has Colin Farrell in it. Yeah, I think it has Colin Farrell, yeah. <laughs> which I'm not... <laughs> not thrilled about. <laughs> I'm not sure if I like that more or less. <laughs> but it does have Brian Cranston in it. Oh, well, that's always good. That's always as, a good move. Yeah. As Elon Musk. Oh, my so, God. Oh, he's the villain. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So that's that's good. Nice one. Um, nice one. Kate Beckinsale. Oh, she's great. Is, yeah. Is Lori. Oh, she's Lori. Okay, cool. Who was one of the women. Yep, that was the wife. Uh, yep. I would presume that in the remake, she's allowed to deliver numerous lines. I, well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder what direction they took it into. I wonder if they left it sort of ambiguous like this does. <clears throat> in a way, it's ambiguous, I guess. Um, it depends on your take. It depends on how deeply you think about it, I think. <laughs> I I mean, I guess I see how it could be ambiguous. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like the people who want it to be ambiguous, though, yeah. are, are just looking for it to be and yeah. trying to force it in there <laughs> sure sure yeah yeah <laughs> it seems pretty clear to me that it, it, it isn't a dream simulation yeah and but. that's that's where i tend to side as well that's that you know that's my general takeaway for sure i mean i don't know he he lives in a world where his entire job is just Jack <laughs> a rock at the bottom of a pit. Oh so I, anything's possible. <laughs> well, all in all, I think this was a fun departure, you know, from what we normally do, which is, you know, just talk to each other for an hour. Um, I think I don't, you know, we probably won't do other movies. I mean, it could happen every so once, every once in a while, I guess. Um, Unless someone's just burning to hear us talk about a particular film or something, but I don't know that that's, that's the, a, a, a third boob is just unnecessary. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, sushi jackknife. <laughs> sushi jackknife. Go for it, red. Go for it, black. Go for Get it. Get off my back. Get it formed up three in a row. Go for one more. Too late, Joe. Connect four. Go for the fun of Connect Four. Four in a row wins. Go for the bottom and go for the top. Watch for the block. Forget it. You're 